Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Boardroom Chat. Yes, I'm Kathy Duplantis, and this is... is uh, I am Tom Selleck. How you doing? <laughs> nice to see you. Yeah, <laughs> we just thought, bring Tom on the set. Why not? Yeah, you why know? not? Let's have fun long. today. Amen. <laughs> We're so excited that you tuned in today. I tell you, God's doing so many wonderful and glorious things with this ministry, and I mean that sincerely. I mean, people from all over the world are watching these social media platforms, mm -hmm. you know? That's so exciting. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord. What yeah, I like about it, it's instantaneous. Everywhere. That's right. They're writing in from everywhere, Fiji, Pakistan, Veracruz, Me Mexico, Ukraine, Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. I tell you what, place. it's happening, plus the United States of America. Austria, yes. Canada, Bahrain, Kator. Is it, how do you say Kator? Cutter. Cutter, excuse me. I knew I was saying it wrong, and yeah. I knew you would love to correct yes. me on that. I'm an educated man. <laughs> England, Kenya, Saskatchewan, and Angola, you know and what, the Netherlands. You know where Saskatchewan is? Canada. Oh, you do. I know good. some things. I'm an educated woman. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What a blessing of God. Thank you for tuning in, and I mean that sincerely. Okay. To all our friends and partners to this ministry, we can't thank you enough for doing what you do because we could not do this. You know, we walked through the studio, studio A a while ago. There's just cameras everywhere. I mean, I think because we're just doing so much. Well, Reaching people, changing lives, so one right. soul at a time. It is a television ministry. It is a television ministry. <laughs> we do broadcast television plus all these other things, and we're just so excited about it. You know, last week we were talking about some wonderful things, and I read a scripture, and I want to deal with some of the things that I talked about. Actually, a scripture that I read, and I believe it'll bless you. So if you've got a Bible or an iPad or a phone, whatever you use for scripture, go with me to Psalms chapter 1. We love the Psalms because, you know, it's, it's talking about living reality. Mm -hmm but things that happen to people in life and things of that nature. And I really love it. And, uh, and Psalms and the Proverbs, well, I like the whole scripture, but I love this Psalm. I love this word. It starts off Psalms chapter one, verse one. It says, blessed. That's one of the finest words in religious vocabulary. Yeah. And it's the first words God spoke to mankind. Amen. Blessed, which means happy or empowered to prosper. prosper. That's a powerful, powerful word. Let me say it again. It's one of the finest words in religious vocabulary. Say, blessed is the man, that means a person. Mm -hmm. Now watch this, who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You should not be receiving counsel from the ungodly, spiritually, physically, or financially. Now, some of you are going to get mad what I'm about ready to say, even if you think they're the best in that field. Mm -hmm. See, I've had people ask me all the time when I was building this uh, uh, they call it the campus or whatever, you know, the church, the TV, uh, executive offices, production distribution center, all kinds of different things. Um, I made sure that everyone I was dealing with since I'm doing God's work had to know the Lord. It was one of my requirements. Why? Because I wanted to be happy and blessed that I would not receive counsel from ungodly. I don't yeah. care how good somebody may know something. This is a spiritual thing. And the natural man receiveth not the things of God because they're foolishness unto him, and neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. I really believe, Kathy, the reason why a lot of people go over budget on God's projects because they're not dealing with what I call godly people. Right. They're dealing with people that might know how to do something, right. but that don't mean they know how to do spiritual things. Yeah, but don't you think it's okay, though, to do research and sure. out, look up things and study things, but that ultimately the decision shouldn't be made until you compare that with the Word of God Amen. and what God is saying Amen. to your heart. Yeah, what did the Lord say about that, see? Mm -hmm. So it says, happy is the man or empowered to prosper, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of godly. So I don't receive the counsel of the godly in anything in my life, spiritually, physically, or financially. Now, you know, people say, why? I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. So why would I take the 
the world's stuff when I'm not of the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just makes total sense to me. You know, we've been preaching 45 years, and we've never had a financial deficit. Why is that? Because I got more faith than you? I don't believe that. I believe you got just as much as mine. We've all been dealt the measure of faith. Right. But what I decided to do is follow this Bible, line upon line, precept upon precept. When I'm building something, when I'm believing something, when I'm receiving something, whatever, does it coincide with what the Word of God says? See, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. He didn't say, believe it. He said, know it. That's beyond belief. Yes. And, and when you know something, then you can walk forward whatever you're believing for, and you see that it's going to come to pass. Right. So it's not, in this verse, verse 1, there's three things that you should not, that you, you should not do. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's number one. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. That's number two. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That's number three. Now, in verse 2, there's five things you should do. Okay. There's three things you shouldn't do, should then five do. things that you will do that happens to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it, then we're going to go and discuss it. So okay. let me start again. Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, number one, nor standeth in the way of sinners, that's number two, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, that's number three. Now, verse 2, but the delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of God, that's number one, and mm -hmm. in his law doth he meditate day and night, that's number two. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his season, bringeth forth his fruit in season. That's number three. His leaf also is not wither. That's number four. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's number five. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So there's eight things there that a lot of people should follow in life. Let's go back to number one. Blessed the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Everything I've ever done for the Lord Jesus Christ in terms of building process has been under budget. They say, how does he do that? Well, what I do is follow this word. I watch over the word of God. Does this right. word of God coincide with what I'm doing? Right. Because I want to be happy, and that means happy as the man blessed, or uh, empowered to prosper, to do something correct. The other right. day, we, were had, we had a meeting in the church, and they said, this carpet is so looks so brand new. It's, what, 22, 23 years old. Yeah. But we watch over God's thing. Now, we bought good stuff. Don't misunderstand me. But you know what? Now, this may sound stupid to you. We prayed about the carpet. People said, well, don't you, can't, can't you go pick out a carpet? Yeah, we can go out and pick out a carpet. But, you know, we wanted something that would glorify God. So, you know, instead of going just get being moved by a salesman or by the product, we were moved by God to do that. Yeah, and that carpet in our sanctuary is one of a kind. Yes, it is. There was a pastor in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Pastor uh, uh, Kreider. What was his first name? Alan Kreider. Alan and Terry Kreider. And they had contacts within the carpet industry. And so I was able to go and pick out a pattern that I liked. And in that pattern, it was like when you, when you were a kid and you had a color book and you colored by the numbers, I could pick all in those numbers, Amen. what color fiber I wanted within each of those little spaces. Like, it was a design. Like, this table pretty much is a design. Well, the carpet has acanthus leaves and all kinds sure. of floral patterns in it. And you had to pick, I don't remember now how many colors were picked into that well, pattern. I remember what Different Alan shades said. of gold, different yeah. shades of green, black, right. burgundy. Well, it was high quality stuff. And it was so gorgeous, but it's one of a kind, unique to our sanctuary. But I like what Alan said. You remember what he said? He said, normally people don't put this kind of quality in church. Isn't that sad? Yeah, they said only in places like a Ritz-Carlton or right. something like that. But yeah, some fine places. We believe that God's house was worthy of that and even it, better. It actually. should be the best. And it's lasted all this oh, time. Oh, yeah. It looks so like really, most new. other people, they've had to change their carpet two or three times. 
We haven't at all. It looks well, like the day we put it down. Also, because our team keeps up with it, vacuums sure. oh, yeah. it, takes we, we, care we of it. And we're careful. We have a little sign that says no food in the sanctuary. Right. <laughs> Other than spiritual food. Yeah, spiritual food. <laughs> yeah. Bring See, all you can eat, spiritual now, food. Now, people think, well, huh? well, well, can't you go pick up? Well, sure. But see, we wanted to be blessed. We wanted to be you happy know, to be envied. Right, and before see? I talked to Alan that day, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even know there was such a thing. So we didn't, and he was a godly man that God put in our path to help us to get, really, I believe it was God's plan. Sure, it was. And it unfolded. Well, it's good for, if he said, my God, this is risk Carlton stuff. Well, it's good for the risk Carlton. It's, it's definitely good for God's definitely. house. Definitely. So. I think it's not even coming close to what it's going to be like in heaven. Yeah. Hey, but we're right. trying to give yeah. people a little taste of what heaven's going to be like. Well, his will be earth. done here on earth as it is in heaven. Right. So we've done that with everything in, in, in this process. Everything we looked at, we prayed over, we asked God so we could. We wouldn't receive the... We, one time we had one guy say, well, I'm the best at this. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. He said, what's that? Are you saved? No. I said, uh, we don't have time to talk. And I don't mean that to be rude. I don't doubt the man knew he's been But you see, what he thinks is just natural. I need someone that can think natural, but also think spiritual. And hear from heaven. And, and hear from heaven. And be inspired by heaven. Let me read what Psalms 1 says in the Amplified okay, Bible. Okay, good. It says, blessed, happy... Fortunate, prosperous, and enviable Ooh. is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. And it's in brackets. It says, following their advice, their plans, and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers yeah. gather. All right, we're going to deal with those two things there. Mm -hmm. But I want to stay with that blessed is the man that walking not in the council of the ungodly. I remember when we was building this, and even my own financial affairs. You know, I do have people that are what I call, I call them financial gurus, and they'll tell me to do this and do that, and I'm just listening. But while they're talking to me, I'll say, Lord, what will thy have me to do? Mm -hmm. And he said, I would do this and do that. I remember years ago, uh, we had one, a vice president of a bank. He saw us at the mall, and it was uh, Christmas Eve. And he saw you, uh, and he said he wanted to give us a gift because we did a lot of business with these people. To make right. a long story short, I was home when Kathy called and said, uh, man wants to come over and bring a big ba basket of fruit or something like that. I said, sure. And, uh, and the we the office had, was closed. Yeah, the office was closed. It was Christmas Eve. But the year before, they told me to do this, 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 and this. And, and this. It was five things. And I looked, I said, I'm not doing any of that. And I could see, like, man, we, we are professionals. We know what we're talking about. I said, the Lord, and they went, who? I said, the Lord told me to do this, that, this, this, that, and that. And they said, well, you'll lose money. You know, and I just smiled. I said, well, it's my money to lose. He said, well, that's right. So anyway, the whole year went by, and this man came, vice president now, at that time, of that particular, uh, I guess, uh, part of the bank. Make a long story short. He said, you're the only one of our clients made money. I said, what did you say? He said, you're the only one of our clients made money. And I did very, very well. I said, you know why? Because I, I did not accept the counsel of the ungodly. I don't mind listening to what they say, but I'm praying and saying, God, do I do this? And that's how you do things under budget. That's how you do things. And you may, that may seem silly, but it's not. Because you see, you are doing something for God, and you want to prosper in all that you do. In other words, that's why sometimes people here get a report from a doctor. They want a second opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not looking for an opinion. Opinion is, well, I hope so. Shoot the dice. No, no. I want to know, can you do this or can you not? Right, right. Just that simple. And God's word works. So that's what that's saying there. Blessed the man that walketh not in 
that uh, walking not in the counsel of the ungodly, watch this, nor standeth in the way of sinners. And I want you to read that again just a minute. How many Christian people stand in the way of sinners? Always looking at a sinner and say, you're a low down, dirty dog, you never amount to anything. You know, my God, you're going to hell, going to hell. That's all they can say. They're actually standing in the way of a sinner. In other words, the sinner's trying to get the God and the Christian stopping them. Mm -hmm. Because you got to do this, you got to do that. I remember years ago, there was one particular church we went to that it, it was a sin just to almost breathe. I mean, it was like, I mean, my God, everything. And it always happened to the women. Women, it was women, you know, women shouldn't wear makeup. Why not? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Why can't you look, make yourself look better? Or it was always about this and that and that and this. And the man could wear the top fashion of the day, but the woman had to have a flower sack dress on, hair on the legs so she could be holy or something kind of silliness. Yeah. And the reason why, because it was their lust, not hers. So, so she had to be common. And that was just, they were standing in the way of sinners. So oppressive. Yeah. And see, so, uh, please, if you're a Christian listening to this day, don't stand in the way of a sinner. Open up an avenue for a sinner to walk toward God. Because the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me. Now, I want you to read that, nor stand in the way of sinners. Read that part again, well, if you don't mind. It's, uh, it's not really talking about it, it, in that quite angle, I think. Uh -huh. It says, uh, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. Right, but so, that's standing in the way of sinners. Mm -hmm. No, no, you just, you, you misinterpreted that. Keep reading again, you'll get it. Nor stands <laughs> submissive and inactive in the right. path where sinners the, walk. The word is inactive. Yeah. You see, in other words, a Christian should be active in getting someone to God. When you're inactive, you're standing you're, in the way of sinners. You're blocking their way to put God. Hand, let me put my hand on your head so you can get that kind of stuff. You <laughs> see, so you can understand what I'm talking about. Well, you see, I think it also means okay, walking Okay, go ahead. Tell me what you think it means. <laughs> that you're not standing in the, way that the, in the way that the sinners walk. You're living a godly okay, life. Okay, that's another way to look so at it. So that's two different ways. Right, but I like right. your way as well. But you know, say, well, my don't you like My way is the right way. That's no, I think... <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? You know, I'm the saying? Bible is, is, is so deep. It's got it, it, lots of, and the Holy don't Spirit Don't spin it, is, Kathy. Don't spin it. I, I don't think I have. <laughs> okay. See, so when you understand what God is the saying. Ape of, the Passion Translation okay, says passion it even say? better. Verse 1 in the Passion says, What delight comes to those who follow God's ways. They, won't, they won't walk in step with the wicked. There we go. Nor share the sinner's way. Oh, see, that's right. When you and we see, once you hook up with something that's ungodly, you're standing in the way of a sinner coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Did you get that? I got it. Okay, good. So, see, so when you understand that, I that's God's I just think word. there's a double meaning there in that oh, yeah, verse. Oh, yeah. I, I like your meaning, too. I'm not throwing it away. I'm just pitching it a little bit further. But anyway, you know, <laughs> what I'm saying is you I caught it. Yeah, you caught it. You <laughs> cannot and you should not. Uh, always be criticizing somebody about uh, this and that. You know, the, the reason why a lot some people hate Christians, because if you look at it in the natural, they have a right to hate the Christians. The cr Christians walking around with their nose up in the air, like, you know, you're nothing and we're this and we're you that. Know, not, not all of them are like that. You no. must have grown up with a family that's had a lot of that around. They had a lot of that around. You must have been influenced by that as right. a kid. Okay, I, let, didn't, I right. didn't have I'll, that growing okay, up. Okay, let me prove something to you. Why do you take preachers or priests that are, do bad things? And throw them all in, in, in one bucket and call the whole thing thing. Huh? See, that's wrong. Yeah, I don't see. Do now, that. for example, I mean, I just can't understand how anybody could molest a child. I don't understand that at all. Okay, but we know that the Catholic Church has had some very major problems with priests doing that, and they deserve to go to jail. I mean, bless God, I believe that. But you know what? That doesn't mean all priests are bad. Well, of course. But you know, people are going to judge that first thing they see. Go well. 
Or if a preacher messes up, a Protestant preacher commits adultery with the piano player, I don't know, whoever would want to call it what's what, automatically every preacher is bad. Mm -hmm. Or if a preacher steals money, well, my God, anybody that's prospered, they stole. You see what I'm saying? You can't. That's standing in the way of sinners. Right. That's hindering people from coming to the power and the gracious and the love of the yeah, Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the Christ. opposite of a blessed life. That's right. Mm -hmm. it totally, in fact, it causes more trouble than you can imagine in your life. That's what I'm saying. So just because somebody's bad, that doesn't I mean, you know, we, I, everybody always talk, lawyer jokes are just, they just tear up lawyers terrible. I mean, let's face it, it's true. And there are a lot of bad lawyers, but there are a lot of good lawyers. Yeah, I, I remember that one joke about this <laughs> guy. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I feel like Jesus Christ. He says, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm between the two, uh, the two thieves, my lawyer and my doctor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stealing, stealing from him or something like that. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> my God, sometimes you need a good lawyer to help you in legal action and things like that, so oh, they're not yeah. all bad. No, of course not. You know, not. But, but you see, and they, neither is preachers and neither is uh, anybody, see, but and people some, tend to put everybody in that there bucket. There were some bad teachers, yeah, and school it's just, teachers. It, I remember my, I, I like to bring in personal stories. Sure. My mother had six children and her oldest one was a, a boy. He was. This happened before I was even born. My brother was went to school. I think I, if I was born, I was just a tiny baby. But he went to school and he came back. And my mom was helping him with the bath. I think one night, and he had all these bruises all over his body. And uh, he, she's questioning him, Daryl. How did that happen to you? And she and she and he just wouldn't answer her. And he she kept pressing him. I want to know what happened to you. And she says, Oh, he answered her and he said, Oh, Mama, I can't tell you. If I do, Miss Boudreaux is going to beat me again. So this happened when he went to school. Of course, my mother went to school the next day, and yeah. it never happened again. Yeah, yeah. But you, Miss Boudreaux probably had some bruises on her she body. She was a bad teacher. She's but, a Boudreaux. The, but they're she great. Bad, not, not all Boudreaux's are bad. Of course not. No. But there's some great teachers, and so we, we have to be cautious to not put everybody in that that's same category. Don't judge someone by the action of another and just follow God's way. Well, that's what it means by standing in the way of sinners. I've, I have been royally... Uh, criticized because I show mercy to sinners, you know, and I have sinner friends. Oh, that makes some of my, quote, preaching friends just, now, brother Justin, that shouldn't be. Come out and be ye separate. Well, the only way you're going to get somebody saved if you're there, Jesus was a friend of sinners. Mm -hmm. Now, my God, you know, he didn't do wrong. Now, he, he made sure that the sinner didn't change his way of thinking. Right. Or what he was believing for, not just common right. sense. Right, I remember when we first got saved, we spent a lot of time with my sister and my brother-in-law, Jules and Deborah. Uh -huh. Jules and my Deborah. sister Deborah. Bokeh. Bokeh. We he, got a lot of Boudreaux and Bokehs <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. We French, saw Louisiana. Frenchmen. And so we spent time with them. We were believing for them to be born again, but we spent time playing with them. We would actually play cards. And he was an atheist, too. He was an atheist, and we were witnessing to them. We'd, we'd have fun with them, sure. but we didn't condemn them. But no. we, we, of course, And we lived, weren't better than them. We, we lived wholly for God. We were completely... They knew we, we were 100% for God, right. but we still spent time with them. And I think that we'd spent all those time playing cards, and Jesse and you and Jules were on one team, and me and my sister Deborah on another team. We played this game called Pedro. And I think the Lord really used that to help reach Jules for, for God because I remember one time we invited him to go and hear you preach at a church there in our local little town in Homa where we were living at the time. And uh, so you... He came. They came to yeah. the service, and and his, you had a and powerful. His kids were with. Him. His kids actually why they came. The ki one of their sons uh, yeah, insisted, Jules. I want to go hear my uncle Jesse preach. So they came, and I remember that Jules was sort of I think blown away by the service because you preached, but you also moved in the gifts of the spirit, and you Amen. had words of knowledge for people, and it was impactful. And Jules could tell that it was real. And after the service, he came to you and said, Jesse, uh, well, how'd you do that? 
And so he said, he said, Carlos, and you said, well, that was just God. And, and then he said, no, Jesse, this is me and you. I'm your brother-in-law. Tell me, how did you do <laughs> yeah, that? How did you do that? And so it was so funny and sweet the way he says, because I know you don't read minds, because if you could read mine, we would always beat Kathy and Deborah <laughs> at, at cards. And Deborah and I often beat y'all, yeah, put oh, you in the dirt. Not much, very <laughs> little. Let me say, but she also lies a little bit on the, on the program. Oh, we won quite often. Pray for you, woman. Quit it. <laughs> But we often have said, you know, he can't read minds in no, the natural, but no. this was a spirit thing that happened, and that really impacted his life. To knew that He knew that moment at that and, day and that God a, was real. Even though he didn't accept Jesus at that moment, he, he was beginning his search. And he was an attorney and a very good attorney, became a pastor, built a great ministry. Now, you see, let me show you something here. Now, standing the way I've said it, there'd be some people right now in certain religious sects would say, uh, that's a sin to play cards. It was a game. You see, that's standing in the way uh -huh. of sinners. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? And all we wanted to do was let our light so shine. The Cajun culture had this game called Pedro, and they yeah. played, they had tournaments. Oh, I mean, this was fun. like, it's and it was the fun. way people interacted. It's and not played. about money or gambling, it's just it fun. Actually, it's strategy. Yeah, yeah, then, you had to think. That's why we beat y'all so much. But anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was know. probably equal. Oh, no, Kathy. <laughs> That's the way I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's uh, move on. Wait, let me make the sign of the cross on that one. But anyway, praise the Lord. Now, watch this. <laughs> Nor. I I'm the only one who had that high hand that time. Remember in, in Florida? Oh, yeah, I beat you, didn't I? Yeah, but I had the high hand. Oh, yeah. Only because I had made one little mistake. Yeah, but it's who crosses the finish line first. But I had the highest. It don't make no difference. Ever. You lost. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Let's go to this next part. Not sitting in the seat of the scornful. Yeah. Now, buddy, when you become a scorner, you've already made up your mind. You don't care what anybody does. You right and the whole world's wrong, and you just scorn at them. That's a bad situation to be right, in. Read right. the Passion Translation on that scorn. The scorn, it just, says, it just says in the Passion, it says, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. All right, see, 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 what, see what the Amplified says. The Amplified says, uh, uh, where, uh, hmm, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers yeah. gather. That's what people, they mock you. You're not this, you're not that. very scornful. Yeah, but yeah, maybe you had an outfit on. And you thought it was really nice, and somebody just go like this. Yeah, husbands do that sometimes. Oh, I don't, I don't know who that is. I remember, I, you know. Well, he you know what? There's some things Kathy wears, since she brought that up. There's some things she wears. She'll go buy something, which is fine with me. I ain't got. She said, "Do you like this?" And why is that? I'm an honest man. I go, "No." And you go, "Well, why don't you like it?" Well, really, I don't know why I don't like it. Well, I think it looks good. I said, well, then wear it. But why don't you like it? I said, I don't know why I don't like it. That's the second time I said that. She, says, she said, but I like it. I said, well, wear it. That's the second time I said that. She said, well, I think you ought to like it. Well, thank you for thinking that, but I don't. And she just gets mad at me because I don't like it. Well, sometimes we do have different tastes. Just, and the same way with me. The other and day I'll I put, still I wear it. One time I put on a nice outfit, and I still think it was great. She come out and she said, you look like a Las Vegas oh, entertainer. Yeah. He's not Used to be one. He's not going to let me forget that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just like it. You know, I like color he more came than out Kathy does. in this light blue jacket. It was good looking. And bright, man. bright blue, cobalt blue shirt. Come on, baby. And it was... And for months, he's been wearing these conservative tone-on-tone yeah. -tone colors, and I said, man, you look like a whole different person. I said, you look like you're ready to step out on the stage in Las Vegas. Yeah. Go go back and change. <laughs> I liked it. One day I'm going to wear it, and I think y'all going to like it too. See, so you don't stand 
in the seat of the scorn. I've seen so many Christian people I get. You know, this scorn, everything. And you thinking of them right now, you know they are. You can see it because they've made up their mind that the whole world is wrong and they're right. And they're totally, completely wrong. And that's a bad disposition to have, yeah. is to be a scornful person. They have no happiness. Right. You know, they really don't have any vision whatsoever because they settled with just that, to just have that frown on their face. Uh, you know, that kind I of stuff. I can think of a few and people that's a, yeah, that are like and that. And it's a terrible thing. And you'd be surprised how many scornful people are in church. You know, it's like a guy saying, I don't like the pastor. Well, that, that, like as if that's going to change God's mind. You know, Moses had three million people in his church and only two liked him. Hmm. Two, Joshua and Caleb. I mean, Aaron, his brother, spoke against him. His sister Miriam spoke against him, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, he still, he, that didn't change God's opinion of Moses. He still was the leader of that nation. So if you got scorn in your life, get rid of that stuff. Repent of it. And accept people for the way they are. And if they're not where you think they should be, give them time. Mm -hmm. Give them time. I promise you, they'll get there. You see, so don't stand in their way to get there. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can do that by receiving counsel from ungodly people. I, I, know, I know of some people, they tell people to leave their church. Not because they did something wrong, because they just don't like them. Or they don't like the way they dress. And they're not dressing inappropriate. They just don't like it. See, that's a scornful thing. See, you know, I mean, especially in politics, you talk about people get become scornful. You know, you can agree to disagree on some things. Just totally agree to disagree. You may look at something, a glass half full, and the other person may look at it half empty, but it's still half, yeah, so you work it out. Right. Now, you see, those, those, two, those three things here, a lot of times control our lives from a baby all the way to the end of your life, and they should right. not. Right. But this is what should control your life, and that's verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord or in the word of God. Do you delight in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ? The word is delight instead of saying, you mean I got to read another verse? Mm. I have to read another chapter? No, do you delight in that? Because you see, this book is Jesus in written form, Catherine. Right. Now, that's number one. But his delight is in the... Uh, in the law of the Lord and the word of God. And in the word doth he meditate day and night. In other words, he lives a godly life. Right. He, all his decisions are made according, he or she, uh, to the word of the Lord Jesus right. Christ. Right, and Amplified says, but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. Well, I like the word habitual. It means he, he has a habit of living the word of God. Yes, and he meditates Ooh, on it, yeah. thinks on it. Thinks on it. And what happens is it will give you Then it answers. gets on the inside of yes. you, and, and it changes what's on your the way inside of thinking. Comes out. Right. See, on the outside. So watch that. He met day and night. And notice number three. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Which means he's going to be, he or she's going to be fruitful. Right. They're going to be fruitful spiritually, physically, and financially. In other words, they're not going to say, well, we just got to go through these things because sister so-and-so did. No. See, when you do these other two, these are five things now in verse 2. You do those two first. You are going to be like a tree, which means you're going you're gonna to have life and that more abundant in your yeah. life. Let me tell you something what you're going to have. Now, don't get mad at me. You're going to have prosperity. I quit thinking about it as money. There's nothing wrong with money. You live in a money world. You know what I'm saying? You've got to have money because that's how we live in an economic world. But what happens, you are, you're going to be fruitful. In other words, 
people have ever take a piece of your fruit and enjoy the, uh, the sweetness of it. I watched Kathy this morning at breakfast time. <laughs> you know, I, I had just finished working out. Boy, I, I said, I'm sweating like a mule. She loves grapefruit. How can anybody love grapefruit? I don't know. But she does. And she cut it. She even has a fruit spoon. And it has, no, it a, has teeth on it. It's a grapefruit spoon. Oh, oh, grapefruit spoon, whatever it is. I mean, and boy, I mean, she's cutting yeah, into the, that fruit. And she's a... And I, I was watching it. She wasn't even taking time to breathe. She's just going there because she just enjoyed it. And when she finishes it, she take, cut it in half. Watch it. And then she takes the one half and just squeezes the fire out of it. To get and, every and the drop. juice covered. Then she takes the other half, squeezes the fire the, out. Now you think, she'd take, you think she'd take the spoon and go, ooh, no. She pick up the whole thing and goes like a... And I said, son, she won't ever drop of that grapefruit. And you know what? You went... <laughs> like it. You know how babies go. I thought, well, she enjoyed it. I'm not being critical. I thought, I wish I would. I'd like to enjoy a piece of fruit like that once in my life, but I never have. But she just enjoys it. And, and that's good. I mean, it, it actually made me feel good that that tree thought about my wife to produce that grapefruit that she could eat that thing. Why they call it a grapefruit? I have no idea. Okay, we'll forget about that. <laughs> not, I don't need that. Well, she wanted it so much that she had Ricky, my brother-in-law, uh, plant a grapefruit well, tree in our yard. Right? It was my a Christmas gift for me. Yeah, yeah it's I a have, blessing. I have of the a Lord. tree. One day I'm going to have my own yeah. grapefruit. I mean, she'll go all the way around yard. that thing, and it just is a blessing. So, I mean, I'm not being critical, but I like the way she enjoyed it so much. Why? Because she is a tree planted. In other words, life was coming from her, uh, and, and it was just such a blessing. See, so fruit is going to abound with people that are happy, that are blessed, right, right. that are not standing in the way of sinners, that are not being scornfully mean and frowning all the time, that are studying the Word of God. Right. Hallelujah. Delight in it day and night. I mean, and then they are planting. God says, make sure you put them close to water so that they'll, they'll always be a refreshing. Now notice the next thing. And I love it. His, uh, his leaf also shall not wither. I want to talk about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. That means if the economy goes south, everything bad, if you do these five things in verse 2, you are going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, and bless God, you, your leaf will not wither. You won't have to say, okay, let's cut back and hold on, and maybe we can get through this thing. Read that in the Amplified or the passage, what it says on that, his leaf shall not wither. I think you said something a while ago that really blessed me. Okay. Which, we read both of them, that's okay. Well, the Amplified says, and he shall be like a tree firmly planted mm -hmm. and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit Ooh, that's good. in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper okay. and come to maturity. Okay, go, uh, read Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation. It says, they will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, okay. planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, Ooh. bearing fruit in every season of their lives. They are never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, okay. never ever dry. prosperous. Never dry and never fainting. Right. Which means they ain't losing nothing. Right. They're not losing anything. Their leaf is not withering. Right. In other words, they create their own season. Right. makes no difference if the winter comes right. or the summer comes or the spring comes. You know what I'm saying? 
or the or, fall comes. It or, doesn't, they, they, they're not going to drop a leaf. Or what season of life you're in, whether you're right. young yeah. or old. You can flourish even Amen. in old life. In fact, that word flourish, I looked it up, it means to grow luxuriously, luxuriantly, or thrive. It means to achieve success Amen. or to prosper. That's in the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary. Uh -huh. It says to be in a state of activity or production. Praise God. To reach a height of development or influence. That's what God wants us to that's thrive right. in life. And it's so, that's why we want to teach on this. See, we should be flourishing. So, but you know, people that are scornful will criticize flourishing. Who do you think you are? I didn't think of myself. I just did what God said. How come you're so happy all the time? Well, I delight in the word. <laughs> and I meditate there. In other words, I don't have time to be thinking how I'm going to criticize somebody. Yeah, you know, just you know, see what people, I'm that are, people that live that way don't realize that they're under the influence of the enemy just trying to tear God's right. creation down. That's a principality down. working through a and personality. Yeah, sad to say, so many times we are influenced by those people that have that characteristic right. that are around us. You know, we may shrink back from stepping into what God wants us to do because we are, we don't want to be attacked or criticized. Maybe it, maybe it's a family member that yeah. is always oh, yeah. that way or someone well, at work or someone. Scornful people or yeah. dry. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they, 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 and withered. Yeah, and I know that's the reason why a lot of people in some churches will not preach on prosperity, even though you see it throughout the Word of God. And they it's need because it. they the don't want other churches or other people to criticize because that's been some uh, way that people have been religiously brainwashed. But right. God is a blessing God. The first word he spoke to mankind was a blessing word. And he wants his people to flourish. This is what the psalmist says. This was David. David was a man that was after, he went after God's heart. He understood God. Amen. You know what I love about David was uh, something that we can learn from, especially you, you can learn from this. Oh, praise the Lord. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. But he was so open with his love and appreciation for God and, and so I'm expressing not open with my love that. And and appreciate no, it. I think you are like that with God, but I want you to be more like that. With you? Openly, because when you tell, yes. Well, why? <laughs> yeah. well, why? Oh. Hey, we're getting really close. I want you to know that <laughs> yeah. Sunday, June the 6th, Jess and I will be celebrating 51 years of marriage. That's a blessing. And you're going to have a speech for me. I think oh, you're going to have, I want more than a sentence. I want like a yeah, paragraph, yeah. and I want I want to see misty eyes. I want, oh, I want see, to look right in my see, eyes. Ladies and gentlemen. I want to hear what... Some wonderful, pleasant Kathy things. loves Memories. to be emotional, and and I'm not an emotional. And that's my point was with David was like that, and that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, but David thing. had a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Probably, well. Lots of trouble. You see, I have been taught, be a man, boy. Be a man. I mean, yeah, I, I listen want, to that statement, be a man, boy. That's right, Think which is an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. Be a man, boy. Right, which means this, uh, I wasn't allowed to cry. So, you, and most men my age, most of them, Tell they, them the they story suppress. About, about when you got your hand put, nailed to a stump. Not everybody knows that oh, story. Okay, uh, this it is right here. I don't know if you can see that. There's a scar in my hand, and it comes I, out right here. Trust my me, brother, my oldest brother, was nailing nails in, a, in an old cut-off tree you? stump. How old were you? Five, I guess. You know, yeah, you know kids are. So I come walking that morning. You know, I said, what you doing? He said, I'm nailing these nails. I said, well, I want to do it. He said, no, nah, you, you can't do that. You I wanted said, a turn. I wanted a turn. You know how a child always <laughs> wants to do that. I, I know. And I said, 
I said, no, and, and I put my hand on the stump. He said, you take your hand off that stump, or I'll nail your hand and, to that stump like Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah. You know how kids are. Yeah. And I had my hand like, yeah. Yeah, see so you do it. So he pushed the nail. I said, you're not going to do it. Bam. He hits it. And I go. He and actually it went nailed through. your hand. I've been crucified. <laughs> you understand? It went this through this. Head. Here's the scar right there. You can see it. I don't Comes know out right how here. your mother survived you guys. Watch that. So I'm like, yeah. So I hollered, Mom. Mom, I'm screaming and hollering, waiting to, Mom, watch this now. And I was crying now. Mom, I guess it hurt like crazy. And I said, Wayne, name it to a stump like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mama goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So she rushes over there. But she, my grandfather got to me before she did. And he had a crowbar in his hand. You know what a crowbar I is? I know what a crowbar is. And he looked at me and said, now, boy, that's how he talked, boy. This is going smart. Yeah, it was a metal thing for those of you. Almost everybody knows what it has like, like this yeah, little opening hook. so you could get underneath that nail head and pull it out of that little tiny hand. Well, it was, I mean, it was hand. it was in that tree. Wayne is really in there. To make a long story, thank God he didn't hit the hand. It too. didn't hit a bone, apparently. Yeah, well, it went right through it. And he said, Boy, this is going smart a little. He said, Well, we don't cry because we men. And I went, <laughs> I just sucked it up, you know, just like that. I said, He said, Now, nah, boy, this is going to hurt. And he took that crazy crowbar and he shoved that. And, and my, I could hear my mama, wait, daddy, wait, daddy. That's what my grandfather Between the nail head and your yeah, hand. Yeah, like this. And wham, and when pulled he pulled it out. it out, the blood just blew it. Boy, mama's running like crazy. Come over there with a rag and everything. You know what you know, my grandpa said? Oh, just put a little coal oil on that. That boy will be all right. Wrap it up. And she said, I got to bring him to the hospital. He'll have to get tetanus or lockjaw. And my grandpa said, that boy needs lockjaw. Uh, so you were a talker even back then? Oh, yeah, I was a rapper, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was cutting deals in the neighborhood at five years old, you know, to make a lot So I said, I mean, and thank God he didn't get infected. I've been crucified. <laughs> and, you know, but you see what? And after he told me not to cry, I never cried. That was the last time, baby. Mm -hmm. See, so what Kathy wants me to do, like the movies. I don't you know? want you to cry. No, Kathy wants me to hold her, and you're about ready to, and they start singing to you. Just, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. I go, good I Lord, can, woman. Sing to me, dear. <laughs> sing to me, dear. <laughs> and she likes it. And I got to go. That's I, inside. I have to agree. I'm not that, and she knows it. She knows I love her. That's not the issue, but I don't say that much about that because I, we were, that was considered weakness in yeah. my family. Yeah, but you know, when you're five, but see, her family, how old are you now? They love, okay, they <laughs> love each other. They're hugging each other. They, oh, God, they're kissing each other. I mean, spit flying everywhere when they go around. Ooh, they, and they just saw each other the day before. <laughs> like, they have seen each other in 40 years, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, hey, I think you're right, and I'm probably wrong. What was that? What did you say? I, I said, I thought I almost said it just once. That's it. Praise God. <laughs> Let's go on to the next part. His leaf shall not also wither. Wither. Now, that's why I've never had a financial deficit in 45 years. Why? This. Mm -hmm. I delight in the word. Right. I meditate day and night. God planted me by the tree of life. Call it what you want, you know. Mm -hmm. So my leaf doesn't wither. That's yeah. what I believe for every day. And then the next one, the fifth one, and whatsoever, not just some, right. that means all. Right. Whatsoever is three words in one word. Whatsoever he doeth, or he or right. she, whatever you want to call it, shall prosper. Right. Now, let me ask you, since you gave me a shot about Rivers. my... Uh, oh, about I'm just trying to help you. Affection. I'm still raising you. You know, <laughs> yes. mom, your mom oh, didn't raising me the now. job. Now she's raising me. <laughs> but see what? This woman is spoiled rotten and blessed of the Lord. You know why? Because I have prospered and I share my prosperity with you. Well, Can't you go buy whatever you want? Yeah. Say it to them. Don't say it to me. <laughs> 
Well, I attribute that to the Lord, too. <laughs> yes, but he uses people, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Hey, a little more there, a little more there. <laughs> I, will, I appreciate And I often tell you that. I, I do. I do. I often tell you well, that. You, and you enough. know that. Not not, enough. It's never enough. <laughs> well, you see, she told me this a while ago. It's never enough. I want all the speech. And yes. Leroy Thompson, great friend of mine. We go, we, a lot of times we've been on the... In fact, his anniversary is June the 5th, him and Carolyn's, and me and Kathy is June the 6th. Now, we've been married one year more than, so than Leroy and Carolyn. So this year is their 50th. Yeah. And I think, but yet he's older than I am. Not much, but just a little bit. Now, watch this. And I never had that happen before in my life. So we were, uh, they were sitting at the table, and I freaked out. And Leroy laughed at this. Kathy, we've laughed about this for many years. He picks up his glass. He says, Carolyn... <laughs> Don't thought, make fun of it. No, I'm making it fun. Nice. I just, I'm, I'm just trying I to set the thing. Carlin, he said, I want to say I love you. You're the greatest thing. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what's that boy doing? He done lost his mind. We're in public here. And people just looking at him and we drank something. Okay, so why said I never said nothing. I yeah, thought yeah, it was it nice. We had our glass of tea yeah. or water. We, I tapped him on the back. So the next morning, we got up. You know, we went to breakfast. And, it, it was going, and so that night, we would go out and have dinner on our anniversary with daylight. He said, you got your speech ready? I said, oh, Speech? No, no, no. We got, no, you got to have it. I said, I can't do that, man. I ain't doing that kind of stuff. I said, you know, that's private stuff. He said, private? My God, man, you may be married to this and that. Yeah. So, boy, that night, boy, they all waiting. And Kathy, look, because she knows. You talk about a rock. I was like a cat backed into a corner, you know, and they all went like this. <laughs> Just looking at me. And I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this. Why is that and so I, hard? You I don't speak know, to before because you haven't been raised like me. But that's a long time ago. How old are you? How old are you? <laughs> that may be true. Seven, almost 72. Almost. I'll be 72 next month. <laughs> okay, now what's that? I mean, I know that. I know that. Because, you see, it shocked me. When I first went to Kathy's house, I, I just went with her. Her grandmother was there, and they went, and Kathy said, this is my boyfriend, Jesse. Come here, bud. And she started kissing me. I'm going, oh, them wet lips. Oh, Jesus, what are y'all doing? But your family's very affectionate. My family never was. My family did this. How you doing? My, I hugged my mother once in my life. Now, I ain't proud of that, but I'm just saying. Once, when I was six years old, I remembered this thing. You know, why grandpa, he looked at me and went. And then he pulled me aside and said, we're men here. Boys don't do that. Hey, your sister can do all that kind of stuff. He said, you know, that doesn't mean you don't love your mama. You're supposed to love your mama. But you know, you be a man. Six years old. Well, maybe you shouldn't tell the child that. that maybe. And I'm, I'm not blaming him because he was raised that way, just the yeah, way it was. Teaching. I'm not saying, yeah, I have to agree with you, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but you've changed me quite a bit. I mean, you're not quite there yet, but I mean, you changed me quite a bit. Still you know? working on it. Still working on it. We're, we're both a work in progress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. Right. So watch that. You know, I was told you take care of that woman if she needs something. This is exact words. You don't let her know anything about anything anywhere. Well, she don't need to worry about nothing. You just take care of her. And if and, and she needs something, you make sure she get it. There's a problem going on around you. She don't need to know nothing about that because she takes care of you and takes care of the kids because you're a man. You understand? Now, I know that sounds crazy. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what they told me. Well, I was raised that way. And I'll tell you what, problems came up. I took care of Kathy. I take care when Jody had a problem growing. I take care of everything. I did exactly what they said. But there should have been more affection in it. Not that you, she knew I loved it. Her, I loved Jody, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, you, you, 
In other words, it's very hard to unlearn a habit. It is. It's it is. very, very hard. In fact, I was saying that in a, several years ago, probably, I guess, maybe 10, 15 year, years ago, Bishop T.D. Jake said, Jesse, I want you to preach my man, uh, what he called it, man. Manpower or something. Manpower or something, like, something, something like that. And he said, because the men, most men are like that. It's very common. Very common. And I did, you know, and, it, and it, we had a really great service. Because, and every man knew exactly where I was coming from. Right. I said, well, that's great that you know, but how are we going to change that? Right. I said, listen, while I'm saying it, i got to change myself. Right. You know, and so we started. You know, right. and sometimes changing something takes a while, you know. Mm -hmm. you, you, you don't just have this one lug on, on to change a tire. you got five lugs. You gotta take, so it takes a while to do all that. But Jesus said, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So you ready for this? I should be prosperous financially. I should be prosperous uh, uh, physically. I should be prosperous spiritually. Emotionally. Emotionally, every area of my so life. Socially. Why? Because I, you live those five things. Now, if you live the first three things in the first verse, you're not going to have any of that. Mm -hmm. You're going to be a, just a withered up old fool. I hate to say it, but you're going to be a withered up old fool that nobody ever can. And maybe I shouldn't reveal this, but I'm going to say my grandfather on my uh, uh, father's side, my dad's father, was a withered up old fool. Yeah, that's uh, so and true. You, and I'm, I, I hate to say that. He was a miser. He, was, he died 66 pounds. Watch this, because he wouldn't feed himself. Hard. He wanted to spend the money. He lived off my grandmother's Social Security check. It was $66 a month. Mm -hmm. Watch it, he was 66 pounds. And some pounds. of that well, whole sad, sad. attitude kind of traveled in your family. That mm -hmm. A lot of those characteristics, you told me about different members of your oh, family. Oh, yeah. So and you, it, that was learned behavior, yeah, I and, believe. I mean, let, let me give you an example. Can, you want me to open up to you? When I'd go over, we weren't, I, was, I was his grandson. But the, when the grandson, we weren't allowed to eat at his plate. He said, you come to eat? <laughs> he'd say, get, and he'd cuss a little bit, get, and he'd hit you with a stick. And my grandmother loved it. And she would just cuss loved him you. Out. Loved Not, me. Yeah. Well, she you loved him, loved, too. No, you loved him. Okay. Yeah, I, I told her, I said, why don't you get rid of the fool? I'll kill him for you. <laughs> you know, I used to tell that to my grandma. Oh, Jesse, I said, I'll kill him. Ain't nobody going to miss him. Everybody's going to be glad. There'll be a big party going on. I know you think I'm joking. I'm serious. But he was just mean and hateful and everything. I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to say this. On his deathbed. My father reached over to uh, uh, hug him. He's dying. And your dad had been born again? My dad was time. born again. He called him Papa. I want to get you saved. Now, this is not cussing in Louisiana. Well, don't say it. I'm going to say it. I, I am very upfront about anything. Can and you my just grandfather spell it? pushed my father and said, Get the hell away oh, from me. Yeah. That's a, that's a destination. And dies five minutes later. Oh, wow. Now, it hurt my father. Now, are you saying right. he went to hell? I can't judge that. I, I don't know. Do I think he did? Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I think so, but I, I can't judge him. I don't know. Because maybe in that split second, as it, you know, God's mercy and grace is so good. But that's what I meant. And you ready for his funeral? He had 12 roses. That's it. The, everybody was happy. <laughs> Man, why am I saying these things? I had two aunts. They're all in heaven. Well, actually, three of them. And he tried to prostitute them at 14 years old. This is his own daughters. Now, this is way back when. You know, and, and I wouldn't have known that, but uh, Grandma did tell us that. And boy, his daughters couldn't stand it. They wouldn't have anything to do with it hmm. because he was just that kind of a man. That's what I mean. Withered up, scornful, mean. I pray to God he's in heaven. But let me tell you how good, bad as that may be, all he'd have to say right before he dies, Jesus, help me. 
just like that thief on the cross. Remember me. Boom. Right, right. Uh, how God can do that, it's hard to understand sometimes. But I'll tell you this much, he has that ability. Well, that God power. is so merciful because he knows all of us are here in this fallen Amen. world under the influence of Satan. And he's always at work trying to tear apart families mm -hmm. and destroy them. But the beautiful part of what we're talking about today, and I love that when we read how if you live for God, he says, he says let me read that in the... Um, Amplified real quick. It's No, it's in the King James. It says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I believe God wants us to get planted in Amen. him by the rivers Amen. of water. And it reminded me when he talked about the rivers of water, about what Jesus told that woman that came to the well who had five husbands living with the sixth husband. Oh, yeah. And had basically looked like she had given up on life. Right. And he told her that he had water that she knew not of, that she could, if she would, if she knew who she was talking to, she would ask him and he would give her that kind of water that springs up that Amen. never, you'll never thirst again. Amen. And so that, that kind of refreshment that God is talking about in the book of Psalms is a similar refreshing blessing that God, Jesus referred to when he talked to that woman. So no matter where you are in life, you may be at a destitute part like this woman was, came to gather water by herself. Nobody else was around probably because the rest of society may have yeah. uh, ostracized her oh, or yeah. scorned her. Right. But here it is, Jesus didn't scorn her. He reached out to her Amen. and reminded her that the, the living water that only came from him, that came from the presence of God, was available to her. And that's what it is. And the I believe she received saying. it. She did. I she believe did. her life was changed so It makes forever. no difference where you are, what you've done in life. You can change. Yeah. I know we are, we've been going pretty long here because this is a, a, it's a big thing because we're talking about life and life issues. Yes. First, I want to thank everyone watching today that you took time out to watch this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't have to. We don't take that for granted. To all our partners and friends out there, do you know you are never, never a day without prayer? Me and Kathy pray for you. Not That's because right. you send us finance, which you do, and we thank you. And let me make this announcement. 100% of what you send goes in the world evangelism. Why? We are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time on our broadcast television, on our social media platforms. And even this, social, even this boardroom chat is an evangelism tool. Many right. people tune in and watch this and hear about Jesus for the very first Amen. time. And get born again, saved, That's touched, right. blessed. It's just so wonderful. So to all our partners who help us, thank you. And if you're not a partner and you want to become one, become one. But listen, you don't want to send nothing, don't do it. Mm -hmm. You won't hear too many preachers say that. Listen, I'm telling you, all we do is reach people Change lives one soul at a time. We debt free. So if you send 20 bucks, the whole 20 bucks goes in the world evangelism. Right. Just that simple. And you know, this ministry began in 1978 full time. You full -time. preached a year before 76. that. 76. In 1976. Actually, two years the ministry before. began in 76 because God called me to preach. I preached that first message. Yes. I didn't know the, what was but happening. But you were working on a secular job, oh, yeah. but we gave 100% of our attention Ooh. to this when you stopped that yeah. job and started giving. So read a couple of because we just got, we got to go pretty soon. I want to read this great testimony from Ashwin. It says, I love you, Jesse and Kathy. I remember when we came to the Lord in 1994. Amen. You, Jesse, would have us in stitches. Your humor presented a reality of God that inspired us to abide in growth until our dominion was greater than empty religion and tradition. Praise God. Returning full circle today, having endured to overcome so that we could reach our destiny and destination. We come full circle to watching you and Kathy. What joy. Thank Isn't you. That a, now that's Isn't a great that a testimony. 
And it got Love another that. one there real quick. Well, I haven't read all of them ahead of time, but let's, let's, let me see. Well, just read one. any of them. Sarah Good. says, thank you all so much for sharing. I have learned that God has declared my destiny and destination. It's a blessing when Amen. I stand faithful and strong, no matter what anyone has said that may be against his will for my life. She heard us say that on one of the boardroom chats. Yes, about and she's commenting and on that. Thank, let me just say this. Can I have this question sure. real quick? I thank all you that took, that wrote in or, uh, so much. You didn't have to do this. It takes time to do all these things. From Angola. And that's just a sampling. Bothrain. Bothrain. Cutter. That's, I mean, that's a Muslim country. Much love from Cutter. My God. England. My Lord. It's just amazing. I like this one from Laurie. Y'all are my favorite couple. Love you guys. Thank you for your ministry. You know why? Because we honest, I will tell you all Kathy's faults. You missed a word. <laughs> you missed a word. Laura said this. Let me read well, exactly the way Laura said it. Y'all are my favorite power couple. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> Whatever that means. Love okay. you guys. See, Thank I will you for tell your you all Kathy's faults, and she'll tell you all ours. You know why? Because we're not going to allow you to put a halo on our head. We'll work out the salvation with fear and trembling just like you do. You know, we were, uh, you, I don't know if you don't were don't have seated. to hurry. I just got about a minute. I have as much time as I want. I know that, but I mean, we don't want to hold them too long. <laughs> but it was so precious how uh, this woman, I met a woman at a book table. We were doing book signing after mm -hmm. you had the heaven yes. uh, testimony just recently. Yes. And, and it was so precious that I got to meet her and her whole family. She especially loved the boardroom chats because we were talking together and she could see uh, how our marriage relationship worked. Mm -hmm. And it really helped her to, I could tell that she was working th through some things and what we do day by day, be ourselves. Sure. They see the good and the bad and the ugly. And uh, it really helped minister to her. So that's what it's all about. The, the, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You know, just a little humor, think yeah. about what little they say, humor, you know, when, when one finger's pointing at one person, how many fingers are pointing uh, the other if way? If you're doing that, you got three of them pointing <laughs> back at you. Praise God. Anyway, thank y'all. We've done, man, we've done almost 53 minutes. That's because you to keep talking. talking about that. Oh, listen to it. I had, to, I, I, well, I had three things that you shouldn't do They're not worried about the time. They're not worried about the time. People tell me all the time that it just goes by so quickly, and it does for us, too, while we're here. And Amen. we believe these are God appointments, Amen. that God has brought us together, no matter where you are from around the world, and that God is impacting Amen. your life. He wants you to know that you can live a blessed life. You can thrive in life. Amen. Only because you're going by that rivers of water, which is Jesus Christ, And our plant Savior. yourself. Be planted oh, and get planted man. in the house of God. It'll you work. know, find a local church where you can serve Him and a Bible-believing church. A Bible-believing church, because that's God's plan for the for the earth. That's it. It's such a blessing. Until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy saying we love each and every one of you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule, and to all our partners, thank you for helping us preach this gospel. Yes. I mean that we are doing the work of the Lord. And we're Until praying next for time. you every day. Every day. Remember that. Mm -hmm. See you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.